Hey there, this is Katie Brinkley, and you're listening to Rocky Mountain Marketing. This podcast is all about helping Colorado-based small business owners, entrepreneurs, and professionals discover the strategies and systems that take their marketing to all new heights. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back, everyone. My guest in this week's episode is Jared Perrot. Jared is a Denver native. He grew up in Golden and received his Bachelor of Arts in English Communications from Fort Lewis College in 2003. Go Skyhawks! Jared is the owner of 5280 Custom Framing, a family-owned custom picture framing business located in lower downtown Denver. He serves as vice chair of Lodo District and chair of Lodo Cares. Jared, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thanks for having me, Katie. Glad to be here. It's so exciting to have another Fort Lewis College alumni on the show. Yeah, that is not... You don't run into too many of us. Yeah, and we're both there a similar time, and Mm -hmm. I'm sure that we probably had a couple classes together, both of us being communications majors. Yeah. So, Jared, let's start back at the beginning. Tell us a little bit about growing up in Golden and what your life was like growing up. Yeah, well, Denver native, uh, as you said. We lived in Aurora until I was about uh, five, and then we moved to Genesee, if you're familiar with that area, and... God, you know, could ask for a better place to grow up as a kid. I mean, you have just, you know, a forest in your backyard and safe. And uh, yeah, it was, it was great. So, um, you know, very partial to the west side of town. And uh, you went to Golden High School and then um, graduated and uh, went to Fort Lewis. Great. Yeah. And uh, for those of you that don't know where Fort Lewis is, it's a school down in Durango, Colorado. So it's about a seven hour drive from Denver. As my mom put it, it's the furthest school you could go to that's still in state here in Colorado. What do you think about your upbringing that impacted your eventual career and professional journey? Well, you know, I knew that it was conveyed to me that getting into the the business was always an option. And, you know, like any kid, it's the last thing in the world I wanted to do. I had other plans. And, you know, I um, roundabout way, I just ended up getting into it um, back in 2009 during the recession. And, you know, I didn't really have a whole lot of other options at that point in time. So, um, so yeah, in a roundabout way, that's kind of uh, what happened. So talk to us about your different professional stops that you took along the way and how that eventually led to you, you know, taking on these different chair positions and owning your own company. Well, I graduated in, in 2003 and, uh, uh, as you mentioned, I was a communications major, and you know, at that point in time, I you know, I remember I think I applied at 130 positions, and I either found that I was underqualified or overqualified, and I couldn't find that entry level position. What did you think that you were what you were going to be when you graduated? Well, I was very interested in in media. You know, I wanted to work in television or you know for a, a print media potentially radio, I was really willing to do anything. Uh, however, I was partial to being, uh, to working with the camera. My kind of, my my minor emphasis was on film. So yeah, I mean, the dream was kind of to, to work for a local station and potentially, you know, work on some short films. Now that, you know, that just didn't, didn't quite happen. And I, I remember I applied for a bunch of uh, positions and couldn't seem to land anywhere. So uh, after I graduated, I made the decision to move back to Durango and I made a what was going to be a, a short film that turned into a feature length film down in Durango and, and it was also supposed to take about a year and it ended up taking four. Oh wow. So yeah 
it was kind of a strange pattern, uh, but yeah. Now, if someone is listening right now who's an aspiring or a new business owner, what's the single biggest piece of advice that you'd want to give him or her as their journey starts? Uh, get involved with your community. I'm very active in the Lodo community. I serve on the board of Lodo District. Uh, I also am the chair of the philanthropic aspect of the district, which is Lodo Cares. It's a great way to, to just be involved, kind of know what's going on, have a say in what's going on. And also it's a great opportunity to, you know, meet your neighbors, know fellow business owners, know the residents. It's like a family. And I think it's probably one of the best things I've ever done. If you could go back and do anything differently on your business journey to where you are now, what would you change? Um, That's a good question. You know, I think, I I don't know if I would change anything. I think, you know, making mistakes and being, you know, you know, having disappointing things happen is, is kind of how you learn and how you, how you grow, not only as a person, but also as a business owner. You know, there's a lot of failures and disappointments I can look back at. And yeah, you know, I wish that things had gone the other way, but at the same time, you know, maybe try harder and learn a lesson and, and then hopefully approach it better next time. What do you think that some of the biggest mistakes that business owners make when they're just trying to grow or just getting started out? Well, you know, I, I think I, I read the number one reason businesses fail is a lack of operating capital. So, you know, that's, you, you got to have, have that. But yeah, I mean, I, I really think it's, you, you gotta, you've got to get involved in your community. And, you know, I, I've seen it all the time in, in Lodo through the years, these businesses, they come and go and nobody, nobody knew who they were. I mean, they just were kind of there and they're gone. So I wouldn't say that's, you know, the end all be all to be successful, but I think it plays a huge part. I think it plays a a much bigger part than people realize. Absolutely. And, you know, being a part of that community can be different things like joining the the Chamber of Commerce, just trying to find and engage with other pages on Facebook that are, you know, local to that area and just making it known that you're there as one of the business owners and part of that community. Yeah. And give back. I mean, you give back to, you know, Lodo has been great to me over the years. And I, I truly do feel like I, they, it's been so great to me. I, I do need to do my part and try and give back in any way that I can. And most of that's just time, you know, but yeah, well, we've been so supported over the years and, uh, and yeah, I mean, I, I don't live in Lodo, but I, I kind of consider it to be my neighborhood as well. Yeah, you know. let's talk about your company, 5280 Framing. What does your model look like for finding and engaging and selling to your ideal clients and customers? Well, you know, we're, we're a retail business. And over the years, I've kind of tracked how people find us. And really, the, the two big things always comes back to uh, uh, street presence and Google. That's how people find us. And, you know, word of mouth is, is obviously great. Nothing beats that. But, you know, we, we've been very fortunate with the really great location. And I really, really focus a lot of my energies on Google and our website and social media and so on. What type of marketing have you found works best for your business? I know every small business, you know, a referral is the best form of flattery. What type of marketing have you found that that works? You know, I think social media is great. But in the end of the day, I don't know how many customers it actually brings to your door. My recipe for success has always been our website, and I really spend a lot of time and focus on that. And I've actually set our website up as a blog, so every day I'm updating 
for adding fresh content, which helps us in uh, SEO and adding new content daily is huge. And, you know, I know for a fact that's not something a lot of people do. Yeah, a, a lot of people, especially small businesses, because there's so many hats to wear when you're a small business owner. Websites can kind of get pushed to the back burner. Yeah. I have a website, but knowing, like you said, updating it and constantly being active on it, Google's just going to reward you for that, having yeah. new, fresh content for people to engage with on you know, the internet. Right. And, you know, I have a, a husband and wife team I work with. Uh, they handle all the back end stuff and they know all of Google's best practices and so on. So I know the back end is, is being handled. That's above my pay grade there. But, um, uh, but yeah, I focus uh, on, on my daily posts. You know, I do all the social media sites as well. I kind of do a one, one swoop through and it takes me about 15 minutes a day. I do that before I go into work. It's all with the website and Google. What have you had to do? How have you had to pivot as a small business during this time right now? We're in the middle of the pandemic, so all of us are working from home. But for our listeners out there who might be listening to the episode, and hopefully we're out of the pandemic by this point, but how have you had to pivot? It's kind of just been more of a, an acceptance of what's going on. I, you know, there's really not a lot I, I can do right now. I don't have really any control over the situation. And, you know, as a business owner, that's very frustrating. Because, you know, you can, I always kind of felt like, oh, I can make this happen, make that happen, but I have no control here. So, you know, I'm still, we're, we are closed to the public. Uh, we're not an essential business. So we are closed, but I, you know, I do go in every day because uh, I still have to run the place, you know, pay bills, but we're working on just kind of uh, cleaning out the inventory. We're going through all of our molding bins and um, organizing, cleaning, kind of doing the stuff we can. We, we did have a backlog of about three weeks, so uh, we did catch up on that. But yeah, now we're kind of just in a waiting game and I'm still doing my daily blog posts and my, my social media posts. But, you know, aside from that, I just, I don't have a lot of control right now. So I'm doing what I can to feel productive. One passion that so many business owners and entrepreneurs have is to build a business around their lifestyle. How has that played out in your story and approach to running your business? Building it around my lifestyle. Uh, could you clarify that? Yeah, I mean, a lot of small business owners, let's say a mechanic says, I'm tired of working here. I want to just open up my own shop. And then yeah. they get there and realize it's maybe a, a little bit more than what they anticipated because they're not just doing the mechanic work anymore. Yeah. They're doing the books and they're doing the hiring and yeah. they're doing the marketing. Mm -hmm. But the draw to it is one, being your own boss and kind of picking your own hours. And, yeah. But then the other side of it is also the amount of responsibility that comes with it. Yeah, you know, I, I started uh, in, in 09 during the, the last recession. I didn't know anything about running a business. And um, what happened was my store was in existence since 2004. And for one reason or another, it wasn't doing well. And it was either going to close or be sold for a very affordable price, which eventually it did. And that's how I kind of got into it. But yeah, I mean, it was help from my, uh, my stepdad in kind of helping me kind of learn the ropes and all the stuff I needed to do. But a lot of it was just kind of uh, learning as you go. But you know, I was a very artistic kid. I used to be very into cartooning and I can still draw and, but it's not something that I ever, you know, it's like the, the thing you're good at. You don't want to focus on that. You want to do something totally different. So I had, I had kind of an artistic background, but you know, as I've found throughout the years, I've definitely become more 
what is it, left brain in that sense, where I'm definitely more of the numbers and uh, advertising and bookkeeping type of mindset that goes into it. Yeah. So, I mean, but, it, you know, I, I work with a lot of our customers, uh, most of them, I'd say. And, uh, you know, I, I would say that I have a pretty good eye for design and so on. I've never actually framed a ton. My staff has done that because I've been kind of busy with the operations and so on. But um, as of late, I've really tried to kind of get that skill set kind of going again. So I'm kind of have an idea how to do things. You know? <laughs> so. Yeah. And I mean, one thing too, that so many small business owners need help with and, and learn along the way is, you know, like you said, you thought you were going to be in media and that's the path you're going to go down and took a lot of communications and English classes in college. Yeah. Who helped kind of guide you in learning the ropes of running a successful business? My stepdad, for sure. When I first started, my store was actually a franchise. They weren't local, first of all, and not entirely helpful. So, you know, he was really my my only source of how to do things, especially like, you know, learning QuickBooks, which, you know, anybody who's used that, it's there's definitely a learning curve for that. His overall knowledge and is someone I could just bounce any type of question off of, whether it be, you know, uh, bookkeeping or how to handle a certain situation with a customer or this or that. You know, he was, is, and still, or wasn't, still is my, my go to. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received for your business? Best piece of advice I received is just, you know, do everything you can to make sure the customer's happy. You know, that's kind of been our, our motto. If you do that, you really can can't go wrong. You know, we, we bend over backwards for our customers. And I think as long as that's your, your main focus, you really, in retail, you, you really can't go wrong. So before we finish up, is there anything that I didn't ask you about during today's discussion that you think is important to share? You know, I think just believe in yourself, believe in your product and take care of your customers. And there's really nowhere else to go but up. Jared, this has been such a great conversation. Where can we find out more about you and your business online? Uh, well, thank you. Our website is 5280customframing.com. And from there, you can learn about what we do, see our see my daily uh, posts, check into our social media sites, and yeah, see what we're all about. Awesome. Well, wonderful. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Yeah, thank you, Katie. I appreciate it. And if you're ready to take your social media to the next level for your small business, head over to my website and check out my free video training. The three biggest mistakes small businesses make with social media and how to avoid them. Discover how to make your social media marketing stand out from the crowd online. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Rocky Mountain Marketing. As always, I'd love to hear from you. You can visit my website at www.nextstepsocialcommunications.com or connect with me on LinkedIn. Just look for Katie Brinkley. Let's keep taking your marketing to new heights.